This week on Inside Motorsport, we hear from Shane Van Gisbergen and continue our chat with Ian Tate. I hope you'll stay with us. First off to Sandown, where a sprint race being held at the Melbourne circuit saw motor racing return at the top level to Victoria. And it was Shane Van Gisbergen who now has won the first five races of the year after he clean swept three races at Sandown, doing it all recovering from a broken collarbone. Pretty, pretty special and something probably no one thought was going to happen, including myself. But yeah, just had some awesome help the last few weeks and been pretty methodical with it. Done everything I can to try and get better and, you know, from the physio hyperbaric chamber and had some good advice from a couple of collarbone experts, Chad Reed and Toby Price. They said, I'll be okay, just grin and bear it. And um, yeah, I felt okay. Like I'm, as I said, I'm not worse than how I started yesterday. So yeah, managed it okay through the weekend and iced it after every session and stuff. So yeah, felt felt good. But um, yeah, pretty special to win all three, especially after <laughs> qualifying yesterday. I'm here talking with Ian Tate, and we've just briefly touched on the GT500 and uh, the time when Harry Firth, Bob Jane won the inaugural, and it was commissioned by Ford to build these cars. Commissioned by Ford, yes. Harry had a very good uh, deal with Ford at the time. There was a guy called Les Powell there, I think he was an ex-major out of the army. Very strong, straight man, and a very good organiser. And Harry got on very well with him, and uh, of course he must have convinced Ford, uh, the, the way Ford was to build a special car for Bathurst, uh, which meant a great big petrol tank in the back and a medium tank in the back with two quick fillers fitting into the original bottom tank. Group air scoops in the front of it uh, for the brakes. Uh, the engine had... When you say this was the first car that was built to win Bathurst, built to win this 500 mile race. Yes. So this is the first time that things like brake scoops and big tanks were fitted to cars. Yes, yes. Before yes. that, you know, it was an improved production or something like oh, that. Although it was just standard road cars off the showroom floor. This was a standard showroom floor, but they did what, X amount of them? Built X amount of them, and it could race about. And, and the number was 117. Had to be. Oh, well, I, I can't remember what the number was, but we, I think we built about 117 at work over months. So 100 might have been the number, but extras. We, we made make extras. We put the, 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 the backing plate off the, the front disc. Uh, they had a lovely big air scoop in the front. They had uh, the engine pulled out. A new balancer on the front of it, uh, a steel balancer instead of a, a, a tin one. We put port and polish the heads, raised the compression. Uh, different chokes and jets in the carby. And it was the 1600, of course? 1600, push rod, not a crossbow, push yep. uh, 1500, push 1500 rod, 1500. Push. So this is the development of the Anglia motor. That's right, that's right. Yes. The, the Anglia was 998, but this with increased stroke, same bore, yes. increased, increased stroke. A beautiful car. Uh, we put a close ratio of Lotus Caterna gearbox in it and other modifications. The air cleaner was in the in the front passenger seat, not in the car, so it could run Bathurst without an air cleaner. Little Harry's tricks like that. And from there we went to the Chitty Falcon in 67. Uh, Harry and Frick Gibson drove that and uh, won Bathurst. That was a controversial because the Gigans, in those days, and it still is, if you're south of the border, we're Mexicans. So the, <laughs> we're Mexicans, weren't there? We won the race. We're the first car of the line. But the Gigans were just in front of us. Three cars left behind us. They gave Gigans the flag. At nine o'clock that night, they reversed the decision and gave Harry and Frank Gibson. They caught the cutest away from TV and everything. Anyway, we lived with that. Uh, the next year, we, Harry retired from racing, and we run Fred Gibson and Bo Seaton up there in the Jimmy Falcon. And those days, you couldn't put uh, mesh in front of your radar, stop stones getting it. And of course, the tracker 
was very loose in those days. We got a stone array and a holder piston, that was it. At the end of that, uh, we built the Judy, the, the Judy Falcons to run the London Sydney. We built mm-hmm. three of those at Queen's Avenue. Yep. And they won the Toons Prize. Yep. Ian Vaughan driving the Ian Vaughan third place. Ford felt he was yep. a Ford uh, executive. Harry should have won it, but he was a little bit pig-headed in a couple of areas, and uh, we won the Toons Prize. But at that stage, things were getting... And also beat Ford Germany, Ford UK. Yes, 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 that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they looked at our big Clemson cars and thought, what the hell are those big Clemson things, you know? We've got loads of cartoons with Roger Clark driving it, and no one's going to beat Roger. Well, through the twi- twisty bits, Roger could kill us, but they didn't realise, coming across the Nullarbor... <laughs> Uh, we could sit on 100 mile an hour doing 4,000 revs. Uh, the lowest could have got 8,000 revs, and of course they were having problems. Yeah. But at that stage, things were getting afraid between, uh, between Ford and Harry, and they d- d- decided to retire him. And at that stage, General Mose were looking for someone to take over the reins from David Mackay, who was running. They weren't very successful at Bathurst, they weren't very successful in the London Sydney, yep. we whopped on them. And at that stage of discussions and the, the dealer team was born um, and our first race meetings were Sandown in 69. Spencer Martin and Kevin Bartlett, drivers. We're behind the eight ball, we uh, insufficient time to do development on the car. You were using two open wheel drivers. Kevin Bartlett and Spencer Martin were known for open wheel driving. Yes. They both raced successfully in touring cars, but at that stage they hadn't really done that, had they? They'd raced at Bathurst a number of times in smaller capacity class, and they were both excellent drivers. But look, we had poor brake pads of sand down, we had poor uh, brake fluid. Uh, the styling department had decided to delete the slots in the wheels from the 327 and not put them on the 350 so we didn't have cooling slots in the wheels. If we had no... And, of course, poor old Spencer come down the main straight, no brakes, wrecked the handbrake on, turned it backwards and went through the arm coat in the main straight, backwards, uh, tore the petrol tank out, caught fire. That was our first race meeting. And, of course, Jeremiah's exactly weren't allowed to talk to us in those days. They, walked, they weren't allowed to communicate with us. And they had a, some rows in, in, the, in the grandstand and Ford were in the next row. And of course, the haggling went on between that <laughs> when the, our best cars caught fire and Spencer climbs out the window to try and get out of the car and all the rest of it. It wasn't a good look. So as a message come down from the, from the grandstand to Harry, I, I want to report at 8 o'clock in the morning at General Moe's Fisherman's Bend. What happened? So with... with Without that failure, we wouldn't have won Bathurst. But with that, Kevin Button was on loan to us because at that race we were in BP. Kevin Button was BP with Spencer, uh, with uh, Alec Mildred, the yes. offer. He went to Alec Mildred at Bathurst. Uh, it was only a one-off deal. And because Colin Bond wasn't available, he was running at a rally. Spencer Martin hurt his back between Sandown and Bathurst in a road accident with his brother. And we didn't have uh, Spencer. So Harry rang his, uh, Peter McCrow at the last minute. We had three cars and... We had Michelin tyres on and we went round and round and round and we won the race and Ford had tyre troubles and they had a, a stack of tyres on mile high, blowing tyres everywhere. Was that the, they were Goodyear good racing tyres yeah. and uh, they had big old turn to take over and, and uh, Harry had great delight in, in showing Ford that he wasn't too old to win Bathurst <laughs> and maybe they should have stuck with him after all and not been this tall yank out from America. And of course the, the whole deal team was started from that point and... Um, I still think if we should have won the run the Monaro's of Bathurst in nineteen seventy, I think we could have won Bathurst or done very well with some modifications of the car. Which is quite easy 
because there was American cars with better brakes and uh, more, a bit more power than we had. The brakes were the biggest killer. But anyway, we, Harry and the General Motors turned, turned around and started developing the XU1. That's what it all started from in 1970. So I joined, the, the, I, we, we, I was the lead mechanic in the dealer team from 69 to, to, to uh, end of 75 when I left. Because this is a fascinating period, because of course this is the real race on Sunday, win on and yes. sell on Monday. Yes. While you were having to have, be a distance from Holden, they would come and rejoice your wins well and truly. Uh, very quietly. Uh, there was two guys that come close to us all the time. Eddie Matthews, who's about 96 at the moment, uh, he, was at, he was in uh, Central Laboratory, and he was the guy that got us all the good bits. All the, all the checking stations in the, in the assembly uh, had checking stations, and they were quality control, and they'd pick out the hand, the, the best valves, size-wise, the best cylinder heads, the best blocks, the best crankshafts, everything we wanted, Eddie Matthews would organise. And Fred Jones was the chief engineer, uh, Australian name, sorry? Fred James. Uh, he was a fantastic engineer. Uh, he was a chief uh, residential, Australian residential engineer for General Motors, and he was a brilliant person. And uh, between those two guys, they were the father of making sure we got the boats, the, the parts we wanted, uh, the quality control, and the resources from General Motors into Harry. So, yeah, it was a, a fantastic uh, the way we worked together. So we had Peter Brock as uh, one of our drivers at the time. A young Peter We'll be back to continue talking with Ian Tate. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. We continue our chat with Ian Tate next week on the show. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.